welcome to another week of our podcast, Everyone Hates Lucy. Hi, I'm Lucy. Oh, I'm Emma. Um, not a lot of people know that because unfortunately we've named the podcast Everyone Hates Lucy and a few people have asked if I'm even in it. And, and one it... person has asked if you could be in it less. Hi, Dan Pryor. <laughs> Hi, Dan. <That's laughs> so kind. one of my friends is a girl called Rachel Paris. She's an incredibly talented uh, comedic musician and her new Edinburgh show is all about the things we thought we'd have by the time we were grown-ups. So she starts by talking about how when you're a kid you draw yourself as a grown-up and you draw the house with the chimney and the roof that's a triangle and the husband and the car drive and the car and the curtains and everything. None of us have anything like that. Do you, Ems? I mean, as a child I wasn't able to draw cars, so... As a child, you were barely able to do anything. That was one of the main reasons that I wanted to talk about our childhood. Yay! Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school When a couple of guys who were up to no good Started making trouble in my neighborhood I got in one little fight and my mom got scared And said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel-Air I begged and pleaded with her day after day But she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket I put my Walkman on and said, I might as well kick it First class, yo, this is bad. Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass. Is this what the people of Bel Air living like? Hmm, this might be alright. But wait, I hear the prissy bourgeois and all that. Is this the type of place that they just send this cool cat? I don't think so. I see when I get there. I hope they're prepared for the Prince of Bel Air. And when I came out, there was a dude look like a cop standing there with my name out. I ain't trying to get arrested yet, I just got here. I sprang with the quickness like lightning disappeared. I whistled for a cab, and when it came near, the license plate said fresh and it had dice in the mirror. If anything, I could say that this cab was rare, but I thought, man, forget it. Yo, home's the Bel Air. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight and I yelled to the cabbie, yo home, smell you later. Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel-Air. So one of the main things I remember about our childhood was not being allowed to watch TV. So that's why I can read and write so well. 
So good, Emma. Read and write so good. God, it's like you learnt nothing when you barely went to school. Emma barely went to school. She thought that the school bells were more of a suggestion than a rule. Look, I'm in my own rules. I'm a rebel. Emma, illiterate and rebel are not spelt the same, which you would know if you'd stuck with school a bit longer. I mean, they've got some similar letters, but let's not focus on the small stuff, Lucy. To be also, to be fair, you were in school and uni for a long time, so... No, that was enough. It's <laughs> very embarrassing. So, pudding. Pudding is not yoghurt or a fruit, Mum. Pudding is a cake, a biscuit, ice cream, chocolate, sweets, candy floss, a trip to a theme park. I mean, pudding something's excellent. Oh, Lucy, we've got a choice of pudding. Oh, great, what is it, Mum? Oh, it's a banana or an apple. I mean... I think I'd go for the apple. Yeah, but it depended because sometimes when dad was in charge of buying fruit, he didn't buy the good stuff. Yeah, he'd always go for the deals. Like, oh, it's reduced, so like it must be really, really good. Yeah, so that's really why we, for weeks on end, would have to eat one thing. Although, to be fair, our grandma had an apple tree, so mum mm. would make the most enormous amount of apple puddings. Which is the one food I absolutely hate. Of all the foods, I eat absolutely everything except for cooked apple. Yeah, Emma hates cooked apple. It's really funny. Uh, another <laughs> thing that I would... That's probably why I was so much skinnier than you in our childhood. Emma, and that's continued to this day. I don't, what, that's a very personal... <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is there's a reason we chose a podcast rather than a vlog. Am I right, Lucy? Also vlog. I'm so young and hip. I thought you just said blog wrong. No, I didn't. <laughs> you are. Um, so, you don't swear, please. Sorry. So later today, we're going to buy Emma some new trainers, which reminded me of a time that Dad took me out. Mum was doing something. It was before you were born. Can I just say that we don't do everything together? Like I'm able to buy my own trainers. It's just that every time I go anywhere near a sports shop, Lucy is desperate to join me because she's one of those like obese people that only wears tracksuits. Emma, that's not a choice. That's a necessity. Comfort over speed. It's not comfort or speed. Oh, by the way, speaking of, stop sending me, stop signing me up to that bloody whatever it is that stops your thighs rubbing together. I don't think it's funny. It's annoying. It's embarrassing. I keep having to answer the door to deliveries of it. But it's not rid of that noise. That weird <laughs> rubbing noise. There's no weird rubbing noise, guys. My legs work independently. I'm not a mermaid. Well, if you're a mermaid, you wouldn't have that thigh problem. If your thighs touch, you're closer to being mermaid. Mm, touche. Mm, thank you. Sorry. That's what they. That's my thighs. They're French. <laughs> that's pretty good, wasn't it? So tell your story. Oh no! So so I was two and a half. Mum was pregnant. Oh, that's why she was home. She was pregnant. She was in confinement with Emma. And Dad took me out. And on the way back to the park, on the way back, he said to Mum, "You're walking terribly funny, our daughter." And Mum said, "Yeah, you forgot to put any shoes on her." <laughs> We have a photo of it. It's a photo of me in Regent's Park. Zero shoes. I don't remember it, but I buy lots of shoes now, so I think that's directly attributable. Yeah, I mean, you obviously had a really tough time growing up. Uh, another thing... for you. Thanks, Sims. I got my own back at Christmas, though, because I was both the lead, the director, the producer, and the playwright for the Christmas play. Emma was Baby Jesus or Sheep. Yeah, I've always had a a strong stage presence so I don't always need to have written parts so um our Christmas play is basically one of them has an amazing video where you can hear our grandparents like 
laughing drunkenly in the background so you can hardly hear anything anyway and Lucy just like disapprovingly trying to speak over them with her long and drawn out boring speeches that she'd written herself uh, and then me I just was like seven my speeches were excellent and then me just like sitting in the background as a sheep until one day I just got really bored and tried to push Lucy over and then you hear granddad in the background going oh no the sheep is mounting baby Jesus and that's the end of the video it's good actually they were really like the, my first foray into monologuing, but it will not be my last. And I, I hope to... it's the last time you pronounce foray in that way. <laughs> How would you say it? I just don't think I'd use that word. Oh, fine. Anyway, Emma got a real penchant for taking. <laughs> <laughs> a real, has a real penchant for taking animal-based roles. We did a school production of Jane Eyre, and she asked poor Mrs. Bruton, then Miss Price, if she could play the dog. And do you know what? Smashed it. Do you know what? It was extremely weird that they had to write in a dog part for you. Where did you even get the idea? There's no dog in Jane Eyre. There is. Mr. Rochester has a dog. Yeah, he also has serving staff. Were any of those present? No. Oh, no, because it was quite a posh school. <laughs> no. <laughs> People didn't really notice them. Yeah, it's true. That is the best staff, though. Out of sight. Out of mind. No, those are children. It's so hard to keep up with everything. Every Victorian times, yeah. <laughs> no, ridiculous. The other thing that was good about Christmas I'd bring back is mum used to get our dressmaker. She picked a fabric and would get the dressmaker to make different costumes for all of us and we'd pretend we're in the Von Trapp family. I don't think you should tell them this story because it makes us sound the most middle class I've ever heard anyone sound. Emma, all I'm saying is they weren't made out of curtains. It might have been, you know. It was the 80s. I don't know if a lot of people have dressmakers. But they should. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't... Listen, not to quote Gwyneth, my all-time idol, but I can't just pretend I'm a normal woman. <laughs> Steam your vagina. That's actually very bad. Don't do that.
something I want you to have. Oh, it's beautiful. But wait a minute, isn't this? Yeah, yes it is. But I thought the old lady dropped it into the ocean in the end. Well, baby, I went down and got it for you. Oh, you shouldn't have. year two and Emma got to come to big school with me and one of the teachers came up to me and said is your sister applying this year Lucy and I said oh yeah I hadn't quite decided if I was going to acknowledge you publicly yet and she said we've had a very interesting 11 plus application essay which involves the passion of Christ Emma that's what you wrote about when you were 11 I don't remember that. No, I know, because... You're just very religious. I, I still am, actually. <laughs> In what way? Well, with God. Also, no one thought you were going to get into school because when they asked you in the pre-interview what activities you liked, what your hobbies were, you said weeding. And they said, oh, that's nice. Lots of girls here like to read. And you said, no, weeding. I like getting the weeds out in the garden. Yeah, I was quite active child and quite useful. Yeah, that so, was actually quite useful. Yeah, I mean, you never noticed, but... I didn't really care that much. Another therapeutic. Another thing I would definitely bring back from childhood is one pound for sweets predicated on being good in maths. Yeah, I don't remember those. Yeah, Emma was not very good. She was naughty. But I was a rebel. You weren't really a rebel. You were just forgetful. One time we were at the playground, it was only when you were upside down on the monkey bars that you realised you'd forgotten to put any knickers on that day. I mean, I didn't even realise it was um, Caroline. Caroline, yeah. yeah. Oh, poor nanny. Had to put up with so much. Hanging 
So sometimes I think that actually my entire childhood could be exemplified by this noise. To be fair, that actually would be an excellent test for is this person old enough for me to have sex with them? If they don't mm. recognise that sound, they're not. No. They could use that instead of um, getting, like, fake IDs. I like that you think that I ask for IDs before letting people have sex with me. I mean, I don't think you can be that picky in your position. Yeah, it's a good point. I can't ask for IDs. I think I'd like to talk about specific sweets. Oh, nice. Okay, go. I love sweets. I had some sweets. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. I had some sweets on the weekend because I w- had the pleasure of meeting twin, nearly seven-year-olds. So six-year-olds. Yeah, but nearly seven, Emma. That's much more important. I think that's another way of finding out how old someone is, is if they like, round up or whether they round down. That's an excellent point. Mm. Uh, and one of the things that came up at this lunch was that the boys no longer believe in the tooth fairy. And what? I know. And I said, what on earth are you talking about? Who do you think the Easter Bunny hangs out with? They couldn't answer that, Emma. Oh, God. Easter Bunny must be so lonely. Our tooth fairy didn't always... She was a bit slack. She didn't always get under our pillows in time. Sometimes, just while we were brushing our teeth in the morning, the 50p would appear by our breakfast plate. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes mum would just get out 50p and say, the tooth fairy gave this to me. <laughs> I know. The tooth fairy is amazing. So we... Stop believing in Father Christmas extremely early, mostly because mum and dad used to stand in the hall downstairs, ask very loudly to one another who was going to be bothered to go up and be Father Christmas this year. Yeah, but there was a time when uh, a year or so later and we said, oh, Father Christmas is coming. And mum said, um, excuse me, that's me. Like, like she couldn't, <laughs> the idea of Father Christmas taking credit <laughs> was like... Really beyond her. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't great at that. She also, for a while, thought that she could put in things, necessary items to our stockings to bulk them up, like toothbrush. 
nail file. And about 400 oranges. Oh my gosh, she loves oranges so much. Guys, we've got to put orange in or else the, the toe won't keep its shape. Yeah, one orange, mum. One orange is normal. She and we'd was... have walnuts as well. But no, no nutcracker. Yeah, you can never yeah. say you just have a look at a walnut. She did give us a book, though, because she thought each, because she thought it would keep us in bed longer, which it actually did. I used to read and eat my candy canes in bed. It was great. Yeah. God, those are good I really days. wish I had that. Me too. I can do that for you tomorrow if you want. The Christmas stocking. Well, if you don't want it, just say I'm not going to say no, obviously. Good, Thank because, you. yeah, well, you're you're off tomorrow. I'm not off, I'm picketing. Emma, all it sounds to me like is, are you getting paid? No. Everyone doesn't get paid tomorrow? No, not if they're not on leave or not at work. So, strikers don't get paid? No, because they're striking. I don't really understand striking. All, everything what I are know, you talking about? Why would you get paid for being on strike? Well, I don't know, what's the point of a union without... Uh, Emma, uh, did you ever uh, watch Full Monty? Yeah, great show. Yeah, I know. Not really show, good. film. Very good. Um, so one thing I really liked the most about you, Emma, is that you used to be so cross when we were little. And we found something you wrote, which was a piece of paper that said, Lucy isn't talking to me. I'm not talking to her, though, which makes it worse. She's passed me three times in my room and she still doesn't know. And I was just like, Emma. And that was a bit psycho. Yeah. We also find a lot of... We used to write about each other a lot for school. Lucy is 12, but she worships pyjamas. I got some new red pyjamas that year. I loved those. You see, you get new pyjamas all the time. I love pyjamas. In fact, didn't you buy matching pyjamas with, with, um, with your friend Larry as well? Oh, no, he wouldn't let me. He thought people would gossip. <laughs> no, classic pyjama gossip. <laughs> I really want them, though. They're from John Lewis, if anyone wants to buy them. They've got lobsters on them. Another thing we don't do anymore that we should do is we used to perpetually ask mum to make Sophie's choice. Have you ever read that book? I mean, I understand the concept. Explain the concept. So um, it's basically the concept is if you had to take one child and you knew that the others would die, which child would you pick? Yeah, we used to ask her in the most exciting ways. Car crash, who would you get out of the car? Helicopter crash, who would you get? Boat, no one can die. Dad's already dead. Who, could, who, who would you save? And she, she, and she, after a while, she just started saying Charlie all the all time. All she didn't said she? was Charlie. Was so because annoying. she was like, you two are really annoying, so I'm sick of this. We just wanted to know. There was also when she got really sick of driving, so she put some, and she was worried that she'd run out of petrol, so she put a petrol tank, a full petrol tank, under the car seat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and one of the nannies was like, I don't think that's particularly safe, Moira. <laughs> But we don't let her drive prepared. anymore. The other thing is that a really good thing about being a kid is you're allowed to your whole dinner could just be a plate of chips if you're in a fancy restaurant. Mum would let you order that. I mean, you order that sometimes. I know it's so delightful. Also, think we should talk about some of the weird trips Mum and Dad thought we'd like to go on. So quite often on Saturday we used to go antiquing. We went antiquing so much that me and Emma invented a song called "We're Going Antiquing." Yeah. It was not a great song. It wasn't great. I don't really remember it, but I don't think it was that well, interesting. It didn't have that many lyrics. It was closely based on ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive, which Emma thought was ah, 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 staying the night, staying the night. Yeah, that was really embarrassing. I sang it once at Sleepover. Yeah, really embarrassing, actually. Sleepovers, huge fan. We should get those back. I mean, they still have those for grown-ups. Oh, damn it. Different vibe. Different, such a different vibe. Fewer people. 
less fun. The other thing is... Oh, it's yeah. less people, fewer fun. Oh, sorry, yeah. I apologise. I was too busy not being allowed to watch TV. We One time mum thought it would be good for us to see the whole of France, not just the south of France. So rather than flying to Nice, she made us drive. We just we stopped all the time. At every single cathedral slash church. And do you know how many churches there are in France? A lot. One time we stayed at this really nice B&B and they had this amazing orchard. And mum was like, yeah, yeah, you can eat as many of those apples as you want. Yeah, of course you can if you want to be violently ill. They were not for eating. <laughs> yeah, they were cooking apples. They were cooking apples. That was genuinely the highlight of the trip, though, because the trip was so boring. Also, mum was really worried that we wouldn't have enough liquid, so she bought all these cans of soft drinks and put them, crates of them, and put them under our feet, so we had no space in the back. But if you ever wanted a really, really warm soft drink, yeah, and, and it was you available. Could, yeah, yeah, by all means. She was and a very prepared But parent. you had to be a bit careful because we were never allowed to wee, so yeah, <laughs> because Dad, you couldn't drink that. Dad got very cross if we stopped to wee. That was the, the summer that I refused to wear anything apart from trainers, so I got a new nickname. Well, you got the nickname when one time when I saw you taking off your pair of trainers, and like... No joke, half a forest fell out. Like actual like <laughs> pine knee, knee needles and like clumps of earth just like fell out of your shoe. And then from then on, you always became stinky feet. And you were noddy nose. Yeah, I don't know why that was. <laughs> that was just what you said. But the other thing is, I do remember that, but because I was 10. And so I think people thought I could be in charge of washing myself, but <laughs> more fool them. I mean, you're still not in charge of that now. I'm very bad at it, actually. <laughs> Lucy showers every two to three days, I'd say. Sweat is self-cleaning, and I run all the time. Ew.
One thing that's super unrealistic about the otherwise excellent documentary, The Sound of Music, is that all those guests would stop their extremely fancy party to listen to those kids sing a song. Really? I don't think so. Why? Oh, they're quite talented, aren't they? Mm, the Von Trapp family singers. And, like, on on mass, like, they were but you know what quite it is? intimidating, really. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. And B, I guess, if you're in someone's house listening to their music, drinking their booze, eating their food, dancing in their ballroom... You do kind of have to pay a price. I'm literally sick of people dancing in my ballroom. I know, I'm so sorry, Emma, but I just wish you didn't have to monologue at us every time. <laughs> anyway, nice little bit of sound and music trivia. The actress who played Liesel turned 21 while they were filming, and so she did indeed have her first sip of champagne with Christopher Plummer. That's all from us. Oh. Good night. That is a good fact. Mm. <laughs>